Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton, aired right here on the ever-popular Blog Talk Radio Network. As always, we just open the show to the ingenious tunes of jazz musician John Porter. The song is titled, When the Sun Goes Down. We are so excited to be featured live right now. We want to welcome everyone to this national show for the entire community. Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton offers programming for all of us. We're bringing an array of topics and exclusive guests to the table. As always, we aim to deliver thought-provoking decisions that will hopefully impact and shape lives in a positive and meaningful manner. Stay connected with the show, and please share us with everyone you know. It all goes down every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Today we have the celebrated and renowned Cedric Jennings with us. Many of you may recall the critically acclaimed book titled A Hope in the Unseen, The Odyssey from the Inner City to the Ivy League by Pulitzer Prize winner Ron Sutkin, published in 1998. The book highlighted the life of a young man who was from the deep inner city of Washington, D.C., who ended up beating the odds and eventually graduating from both Brown and Harvard University. The book was chosen as one of the best books of the year by the Chicago Tribune and the New York Times. It's an all-time bestseller, and it is required reading for most middle and high school students today. The young man that Arthur wrote about is the one and only Cedric Jennings. Cedric Jennings. And he is the featured guest on the show today. This in-depth conversation will be inspirational and very worthy of your time. Please text and message all of your friends and tell them that it's all going down right now. Join the show. Nationally celebrated and renowned youth advocate Cedric Jennings is on Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton. You know, knowledge is power, but sharing knowledge is even more powerful. Stay with us. At the end of this show, we will feature and put the spotlight on national recording artist, electric violinist, Ken Ford. Our featured song selection will get you moving. As always, we have a jam-packed show, so let's get it going. Shout out Corner Time. Of course, everyone knows this is the time where we say hello and express huge acknowledgments to our loyal listeners and supporters worldwide. First up. I want to say hello to Daisy Thompson of Atlanta Metropolitan. She truly is the best stage director I personally know. She brings out the very best in every actor and actress. Phenomenal woman. Keep shining. Also, hello to the staff over at Charles Sumner Museum and Archives in Washington, D.C. Great facility with some amazing history. Check it out if you're ever in the D.C. area. Thanks for tuning in. Also, hello to Alice Blakely of Miami, Florida. Thanks for joining us on the show. We appreciate your support. 
Lastly, I received a memo from the NAACP of Henry County in Georgia. And they are hosting a Family and Friends Day on Saturday, August 24th at 11 a.m. at Clark Park in Stockbridge, Georgia. And they wanted me to share that everyone is welcome to attend this free Family and Friends Day picnic. Join them. Do you want a shout-out from Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton? Share your good news with us. Simply email us at letstalkshana at gmail.com. Let's Talk Shana, S-H-A-N-A, and Shana, at gmail.com. And I will put your fantastic news on the air. Right now, we will go over our words of inspiration for today's show. Today, our words of inspiration come from the famous young Anne Frank, of course, a victim of the Holocaust. The Diary of Anne Frank allows us to really uh, see and, and hear a lot that was going on in Anne Frank's mind. And she once wrote something that's so profound for a young girl to have written. She said, parents can only give good advice or put their children on the right path. But the final forming of a person's character lies in their own hands. I'm going to echo it again. Parents can only give good advice or put their children on the right path. But the final forming of a person's character lies in their own hands. Beautiful words from a very young Anne Frank. Simply put, listeners of Let's Talk America, I see these words as saying, at the end of the day, obviously your environment makes a huge difference, surely. You foster your children, your youth, your nieces or nephews or whoever, really to be the best they can be. But let's keep in mind that in the end, when people become of age or whatever age that may be, they make their own decisions. And everyone knows one of my favorite quotes is, we make our decisions, but then our decisions turn around and make us. Move forward and progress. I want to talk about our featured dynamic guest, Cedric Jennings. He is with us today, and I am so thrilled. I don't want to spill the beans too much about this young, dynamic man, but I want to share a little bit with you. Cedric Jennings earned a Bachelor of Arts degree in Educational Studies with a minor of Applied Mathematics from Brown University. In 2002, he earned a Master of Education degree in Human Development and Psychology from Harvard Graduate School of Education. He also earned a Master of Social Work degree in Clinical Social Work from the University of Michigan at Ann Arbor in 2003. Almost five years went on, and he, during that five years, he was a phenomenal, celebrated, award-winning social worker for children. But after spending his career five years plus doing that, Cedric was appointed by then-Council Chairman Vincent C. Gray in Washington, D.C., to serve as the first director of the Office of Youth Programs for the Council of the District of Columbia. And many of you know this, Vincent Gray is currently the mayor of Washington, D.C., at the council, Cedric developed and managed equality programming designed to educate and empower youth to become agents of change in their own communities through civic engagement. Such programming included the council's youth internship program and the council's summer youth enrichment program. Cedric also worked closely with the D.C. Council's Committee on the Whole to coordinate the council's monthly youth hearings. 
On January the 3rd, 2011, Cedric was appointed by Mayor, now Mayor, Vincent C. Gray to serve as the Director of the District of Columbia Youth Advisory Council. It's well known. It's a celebrated youth program that everyone talks about around the country because it's really a role model example of how you run a successful youth enrichment program. Cedric Jennings is a well-sought-after motivational speaker who has made appearances on The Oprah Winfrey Show, Good Morning America, and ABC's Nightline. Listeners of Let's Talk America, please help me welcome the one and only, the nationally celebrated youth advocate, Cedric Jennings. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Shana. Oh, we are so excited. Are you ready to get going? I'm ready to get going. Well, first off, Cedric, Please tell us about your life path to becoming the celebrated and successful Cedric Jennings. Well, actually, I am a native Washingtonian, born and raised in Washington, D.C., and in fact, grew up in the Anacostia section of Southeast Washington, D.C. The youngest of three children uh, was raised by a single mother who uh, instilled the importance of uh, education and family as well as God in us um, as young people. And from there, you know, I, I, as a church boy, for the most part, you know, I really believed what was being preached to me that I could achieve my dreams and that I could um, do anything that I put God first and do anything that I put my mind to. Yes. Oh, amazing. Now, for us that live outside of Washington, D.C., because, of course, this is a national show, tell us what Anacostia, that area of D.C., what does that look like? Is that is that a high-middle-class area? What sort of area would you say that is? Well, the area has there's been a shift in the area with gentrification. And so um, when I was uh, growing up for a huge chunk of my um, youth in Anacostia, it was kind of rough. Okay. Um, you know, I remember walking past the crack house um, okay. every day All right. just to the bus stop to go to school. And um, I remember um, the drug dealers in the community, and I remember someone, it was a time when uh, there was someone killed every day on my block. Wow. So I remember that uh, very vividly, but if anything, that really uh, served as part of the motivation for me to be the best and to do the best that I could possibly do in order to be successful, because my goal was to get out and never go back unless I absolutely wanted to go back, but I never wanted to um, be a part of that sort of environment. You looked forward. Yes, I did. Yes, Yes, I did. And that's um, that's where my spiritual upbringing um, comes into play. I grew up, again, in the church. I'm apostolic, and... um, you know, we were we were always challenged to look beyond the current circumstances yes. to build towards future uh, success. So um, I'm just so grateful to have had that sort of background. Amazing. You know, Cedric, I've had the pleasure, and I will say pleasure, of reading the book that was written about you, of course, the An Unseen uh, Hope, uh, beautifully written by Ron Sutskin, of course. And in the book, I learned, of course, that you attended a high school, and I want to make sure I'm pronouncing this right. Is it Blue? Yes. Okay, Blue High School. High School, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you simply just describe your environment of Anacostia about, you know, of course, that era at that time, the heavily drugs or crack cocaine, if you will, being in the community, as it was all over the national community of the United States back in the 80s and, of course, the early 90s. You know, and what I learned from reading the book, again, wonderfully written, uh, award-winning Chicago Tribune, one of the books of the year, same thing from New York Times, 
was that you overcame the odds and went on to attend Brown University at first, correct? Yes. Wow. I attended Brown University. And, you know, I like to go back there because a lot of people uh, would refer to me as the smartest kid at Baloo High School. Wow. Congratulations. But I would challenge that I was not the smartest kid at Baloo High School. I just happened to make wise choices. Okay. I love it. Um, I love it. And so what I saw a lot of, there were a lot of students that were probably, you know, perhaps brighter than I was, but they were not making the wise choices. Okay. So, you know, some would try to downplay their success by uh, intentionally not getting good grades, not yes. on the class, not doing what they were supposed to do. But, you know, again, going back to the whole concept of forward thinking, you know, I knew that if I wanted to be a success, that I had to look forward and to do the right thing in the present. Mm. And so um, and that's what I challenge young people to do all the time. You know, don't let your current circumstances dictate to you what you're going to be in terms of, you know, it's something bad. Because yes. a lot of our young people, they think, well, you know, they, they've never had anybody really encouraging them to okay. tell them that they can be all they can be and be good and successful. So many of them fall prey to those, um, the negative uh, things that people say to them about them not, not ever going to amount to anything or, you know, things like that. And, um, you know, so that was, as a young person, I was just forward thinking, as you said, like that. And, um, and I still am that way. Awesome and beautifully said. You know, Cedric, I cannot have an inspirational figure like yourself on my show without touching on all aspects of how your life and your story has and continues to influence the national community. You, we talked about students, you saying you were considered the smartest, but you're saying you challenged that because there were others, but they didn't deem it cool enough to really exert themselves and let their talents be known. I want to talk about right now, because obviously you're a youth advocate. You work with a lot of kids. I introduced you, your biography. So we know you're an expert in working with children and encouraging them. Let's talk about real issues right now going on in our community. Why do so many young kids, especially our young men, why do they back away from perhaps pursuing the good grades, the extracurricular activities that make them prime candidates to get into any university like Brown University or Harvard or University of Michigan? Let's talk about that. Part of, I mean, there are many factors to that. I mean, there are a myriad of uh, factors um, that play into that. Um, but, you know, just some off the top of my head, just based on experiences, a lot of them were not exposed. You okay. know, I was exposed to the Ivy League at the age of three. My oh, mom wow. said, you're going to do better than me. Okay. And, you know, and, and, and that was her, that was part of her role as a parent. She And, and that's how it's supposed yes, to be. Yes, it is. The, 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 the that's right. So, you know, my mom, she was unselfish in her parenting, so parenting, good parenting had a lot to do with this actually did. And, and and even though my father was not there, she was still able to make it work and to balance, but it really took that spiritual pace that I talked about earlier yeah. for us to get through. Um, a lot of our young people are struggling with their identity. They don't know who they are. Yeah. So a lot of them, you know, when, you know, dad is not there, there's always this this void that only dad can feel. Mm. You know, uh, mama can't feel it even if she is a great mother. Okay. You know, even growing up with my mom, there was a void that she could not feel. There was always a part of me that yearned for, you know, knowing who my dad was. And even in knowing him and talking to him, I still never really knew who he was. I never got the best of him. Okay. So 
it left me wondering, well, who am I supposed to be, you know? Um, and a lot of our young men, you know, struggle with that. So then you have the ones that try to act tough. They yes. get their pants hanging down. They use their drugs. Okay, yes. And they do all of these things. And a lot of and a lot of it is really they cry out for attention. They need love. Yes. And, you know, they need someone to tell, it, tell them that. And it really comes across even stronger if it comes from a, another man that can understand where they have been or where mm-hmm. they are. And, um, you know, so that that's something else they struggle with. And in our school systems all over the country, and I know particularly in D.C., we have our challenges. But a lot of our young people are not being challenged on a level academically, um, you know, to even compete yes. going forward. So, um, you know, many of them don't aspire to anything other than the mediocre. Yeah. You know, um, and I'm not even talking about just in terms of schools, but just in general. Yeah. Um, you know, many of them have not been pushed to the level to think highly of themselves. The self-esteem level is low because no one's ever really strongly encouraged them and told them that they, that they're great and that they have greatness in them. Yes. And that sort of thing. Absolutely. You know, you've had a lot of things happen in your life that have been awesome, great, nationally and even internationally celebrated. But from your personal perspective, and I always love asking this for all of our dynamic guests that come on the show, Cedric, what's your biggest achievement thus far? You know, my biggest achievement, I would say, is the fact that I've been able to to, to stay grounded. Okay. That's an achievement in and of itself um, because a lot of times you can lose yourself in success to the point where you forget where you came from. Absolutely. And, you know, my belief is that God blesses us so that we can be a blessing to someone else. Absolutely. He doesn't bless us with something just to keep it to ourselves. So I'm, I feel fortunate that I've been able to see and recognize that and actually give back. So if, if, if uh, anything, that is a great achievement. And that's very well said. And hopefully, obviously, a lot of parents and teachers and guardians and students out there hear what you're saying to really know giving back is key. That's so critical for all of us. Now, I've got to know this. Did you have a mentor growing up? I know your mother, you spoke of how influential she um, was and continues to be in your life. The book, obviously, by Ron Suskin does touch on that a lot also. Did you have a mentor um, in addition to your mother? I had many mentors. Okay. In fact, um, I remember my mom teaching me how to to identify a good mentor, and she would always encourage me to identify other uh, men okay. that um, I admired or that, you know, it was something about them that I wanted to aspire to become. And she said, just look out for them. And I, I looked to my pastor. Okay. Um, you know, because it's really interesting, you know, pastors, especially in urban communities, they play more than just the role of pastor, their father, yes. their, <laughs> their doctor in some cases, they, you know, their counselors, they, they, they wear many different hats. So I, so cool. I have an outstanding pastor. We actually are still members of the same church. We've been there for 35 years. Amazing. And, um, you know, and it's, it's, it's been wonderful. And he's my, I refer to him as my spiritual father. And then the book mentions uh, a gentleman by the name of Mr. Clarence Taylor. He's since passed. Uh, it's been about 10 years now since he passed, but okay. he was one of the greatest men that I could have ever come across at Baloo High School. Beautiful. And um, very encouraging man. He understood where I was trying to go, and uh, he did everything in his power to help me get there. And there are many, many other people, um, and, and 
I'm just I'm, I'm just been fortunate and grateful to have. Mm. And a beautiful life that testifies to that. You know, you talked about the need to expose our children to a, a positive message, also about looking and pushing forward. You also talked about um, the attitudes, if you will, or a culture that may exist for some students in terms of achieving and how it may not be cool enough or they're not motivated. What guidance, and this is so key, and I want everyone to get their pens out right now, what guidance does a nationally celebrated guide like Cedric Jennings have for guardians and parents that are listening in right now? We have a lot of parents, guardians, aunts, and uncles that are tuning in, and they're looking for a way to reach out to the youth. They have tried and tried Cedric, and they're good people. They are, but they're looking for different ways to make it happen because they want to one day look back and say, my son, my nephew, my godchild, my neighbor's child is capable and did achieve what Cedric Jennings did. What advice can you give these parents or guardians right now? Well, the first thing is you have to, number one, you have to humble yourself. Okay. Um, you have to humble yourself and you have to uh, be willing to listen. Even when your child may say some of the most shocking things that you, you would never want to hear. And they will. <laughs> they will. They will surprise you now. Um, but, you know, you have to be willing to listen and not judge, but in the same vein, you got to be prepared to tell them what is right. Yes. And, and you know, and not sugarcoat things. And a lot of times you have guardians and parents that are ashamed to share where they've been. Yes, they are. And, and, and when really they can be teaching tools. I know one of the things my mom did um, was she was a single, she was a single mother, um, actually got pregnant when she was in high school. Okay. And dropped out. And one of the things that she shared with my sisters, because I told them the youngest of three, two older yes. sisters, she shared with them the mistakes that she made with men. Beautiful. You know, and she and, and, and it was in an effort to encourage them not to do the same That's thing. Right. You do not know my uh, older sister. She didn't have my oldest nephew until she was well uh, secure in a, in a good government job. Oh, wow. Uh, was well almost 30 years old. And then my other sister, she waited until she got married. Okay. So... You know, so those kinds of um, connections with young people, um, you know, really help. Yeah. That they can kind of see that you're human, too. Even though you may be older and you are a parent to them or guardian, you're human as well. You make mistakes. We're all human. And the other thing is parents got to understand you're not your child's friend. Yeah. Um, you kind of, you grow into friendship with your child as they get um, to be adults. You can be friends. But for the most part, my mom even now, and I'm 36 years old now, my mom tells me, you know, now she says you're my buddy. <laughs> but at one point she said, I'm mom before anything. That's I'm right. You'll feel that way. That's right. But I, I see a lot of parents trying to be their child's friend. They they, they dress them up too grown. Okay. <laughs> they, uh, you know, they let them do things. That, because when I was coming along, you couldn't sit around and listen to adult conversation. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, you were sent <laughs> to another. Oh, yeah. That's how it was. So, yeah, so a lot of what I, I see our parents and guardians struggling with now really points back to some of the back to basics things that, you know, I was exposed to as a child growing up um, and being reared. It was it was a different time and place. Yeah. But, um, you know, that's important. And then another thing is the parents and guardians need to be up at, be, go, go to those schools. Yeah, be involved. Talk to the teachers. Get involved. You know, if, if you see something in the school that's being done and you don't like it or you think that it would be a detriment to your child's learning, you got to get active and get involved. And then when your child sees you involved in education, 
then they will understand the importance of it, and then they will start to see the importance of taking charge of their own that's life. Right. That's right. Setting examples, and hopefully they will choose what's right. And again, I said this at the top of the show, and I'll say it again because everything you're saying, Cedric, goes right along with one of my favorite quotes. We make our decisions, and then our decisions turn around and make us. You know, we've got to get out of here, Cedric, but before we do, the book, of course, A Hope in the Unseen, The Odyssey from the Inner City to the Ivy League by Pulitzer Prize winner Ron Suitskin. But tell me this, quickly, we only have a few seconds left, how did this book impact your life? Because it's award-winning, it's internationally acclaimed. Did it change your life any? It changed my life. It's like reading an open journal. <laughs> Everyone knows about you, and yes. people, you, more people know you than you know them. Yes. And uh, but it's 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 required reading at all kinds, all uh, sorts of educational institutions across the country. And so we just we've been, we've been blessed to be a blessing to others yes. uh, through this book, and, and and it's just great to hear other people's stories as they uh, talk about how they were inspired by it. Wonderfully delivered. You know, Cedric Jennings, you are an inspirational figure with a positive push forward message for all of us of every generation to really learn from. Before we get out of here officially, please tell the listeners of Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton how they can find out more about you. To find out more about me or for any uh, speaking engagements, which I do, uh, you can contact the Harry Walker Agency, which is in New York, uh, or you can uh, Google me online, and my email address is Cedric, C-E-D-R-I-C, Jennings, J-E-N-N-I-N-G-S, at Hotmail.com. Excellent. Excellent. Congratulations on all of your success, and keep shining. Thank you so much, Shana, and we love you here. Thank you. Stay tuned in. All shows will be aired live on Tuesday nights at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the Blog Talk Radio Network. Tuesday nights now belong to Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton. More hot and relevant topics to come. We have more featured dynamic guests. You all, we are just getting started, and we are excited and so appreciative that you've opted to stay with us. Check out our upcoming show schedule at www.blogtalkradio.com slash Shana Thornton. Again, email all comments, feedback, and future show topics and guests to Let's Talk Shana at gmail.com. Please stay connected, stay informed, and simply stay empowered. Until next time, America, let's talk. All content original, copyright 2013 by Shana Thornton. And now we will close out the show officially with spotlighting electric violinist Ken Ford. He's a wonder to behold on stage. He has a provocative style of playing that's passionate, and of course it includes the strings of the electric violin. His electric violin talent has enthralled fans of all ages as well as peers from diverse genres, from jazz to blues, R&B to hip-hop, and more. Listeners of Let's Talk America, we will close out the show with the song Strung Out, Strung Out by Ken Ford, the electric violinist. This song is from his third album titled Right Now. Thank you, everybody. Enjoy. The spotlight is on Ken Ford. Mm-hmm. 